So it's been a long time since I've updated. And the reason for that is simply... It's because I ran. It's because I hid. It's because nobody really asked me to come back. See, I have this problem with self-esteem where it's been an issue with me since forever. And what it does is it tells me that nobody's there. Nobody's listening. Nobody's curious. Nobody cares. The funny thing is, it's absolutely, completely, 100% demonstrably untrue. Plenty of people have asked me what I'm doing and how the stand-up's going, or they did in the before times. And for a minute, I saw this shutdown as a hindrance. There are no open mics. There is no community for me. What a drag, I thought. If only there were, I could get on with getting on. But you see, that's a lie that I tell myself. And it's because of this self-esteem issue I have. The shutdown has given me license to do absolutely nothing. I haven't even written down any notes this winter. I've been able to tell myself that nothing of this, none of this is my lack of ability or drive, that it's the world that's to blame. And I know it's a lie, because there's these two voices in my head, see, kind of like the devil and the angel on the shoulders, except I can't tell which is which. They both wear earth tones and speak in very calm, rational ways. But in the morning, my angel, or maybe it's the devil, tells me that there's nothing that can be done today, that that's okay. It's not your fault. You're being held back. It's just the situation everyone's in right now. And then later in the afternoon, the devil says there's plenty to be done. You coward, you never even posted the stand-up that you did do. People asked you how it went. You told them it went fine. It was scary, yeah, but it went fine. You deflected their genuine interest because... Why? Well, I don't know, devil. Or maybe you're the angel. You see, I have a strange issue with people taking an interest in me. Like a genuine interest in me. It causes me a really low-grade anxiety, and I just want the questions to stop. It's not anybody's fault. It's not anybody's problem, but mine. Do you ever look around your life and realize that all your hobbies are solitary activities? The more isolating something is, the more I dive in with both feet. Unfortunately, watching TV is by far the most solitary activity that's also the most convenient and the least productive. It's not even enjoyable to me anymore because the things I choose to watch are invariably comedies. And as I watch now, all I can see is people that succeeded where I failed even to try. And then, holy shit, that opens up a whole mess of thoughts. If only I had started earlier, if only I had found a group of like-minded friends, if only I was better at meeting people, if only I wasn't so afraid of failure, if only I wasn't so always, always lonely. I came out as depressed last year. I came out to myself, and then a few trusted friends, and then on this podcast, to whomever listens. And the more I look into myself, the more I don't know if I have self-esteem-affected depression or depression-affected self-esteem. Low self-esteem creates anxiety, it creates stress, it creates loneliness. It increases the likelihood of depression. I've always been quick to point out that my depression is low-grade, I'm high-functioning and productive, relatively. I know there are people out there that are crippled by it. It locks them in their houses, like only a global pandemic can otherwise do. I've never been that. I like to get out, especially when I'm sad. That has a lot to do with not particularly enjoying my own solitary company, but what I crave is not easy to find. What I crave in those moments is a deep connection to someone. Someone who, by nature, understands me, and that's the connection. Low self-esteem and depression both cause problems with friendships and romantic relationships. It's kind of the self-fulfilling prophecy of it. 
What are the odds that I could find somebody that even I couldn't push away? Someone that makes me defy my very nature. Someone who I, in turn, don't drag down to my level. But I digress. None of this is really an excuse for where I've been and what I've been doing. It's merely an explanation. What I felt I owed to you and to me. I started this thing sincerely, and I asked you along to keep me going. I'm not putting any responsibility on you, of course. It's all squarely on me. But I started this because I truly want to get better. And I want comedy to somehow be the vehicle for that. It's something I very much love. And in that spirit, here's the stand-up I did do. The one that I've been holding back from you. Thank you for being here with me. <clears throat> okay. So, when you marry somebody, you're pretty much telling them that they're special. That they're the one. The person, of all the people on Earth, the one you are most sure about than anyone else. In the entire world. Um, you haven't obviously met the entire world, but it's just a feeling you get in your chest, in your heart. And uh, when you divorce that same person, you're kind of telling them the exact same thing, that they're special. <laughs> because in the entire world, there are 7.7 .7 billion people, most of them special, not necessarily to you. Roughly half of them are women, and of those 3.8 billion, um, uh, 2.3 billion are aged six, uh, 18 to 64, but we're going to throw the 64 and up uh, back in because sometimes you just feel like antiquing. <laughs> so, so that's roughly 2.8 billion women in the world of a somewhat socially acceptable range as defined by the scientists at Pornhub. <laughs> now, I've done some traveling, but I haven't seen even 1% of the world, so we'll bring the scale down to something a little more manageable. In the U.S., there's about 161 million women. 60 million of them are both single. I'm fucking with the mic. Are both single and uh, of a socially acceptable range of age, from uh, barely legal to guilt. And you have to be very careful to respect that parameter because in prison, all these numbers drop to zero. <laughs> Additionally, the U.S. gets 75 million tourists a year. That's 37 million women. You take out the children, but you add back in the married ones because they're on vacation. It doesn't count. <laughs> they got about 30 million there. So roughly at any given time, 90 million women in the U.S., foreign and domestic. Oh, and Keanu Reeves. He's here too. And so I'm not gay, but I'm not that straight. <laughs> so the 90 million and one possible options in my sphere of opportunity, plus the 2.7 billion women in the world that I will never cross paths with, the one woman I divorced is special because she's the one person I'm more sure of than anyone on earth. <laughs> I just read it this morning.
That's really good. Uh, and then, yeah, I think that, that one was really good. I had a really good time. I think the last part, you're the one I'm really sure of. I never want to see again. Like, yeah. I, wanted, I, wanted to, I want you to, like, finish Do that I need sentence. to? I need to really yeah, hit that like, one? <coughs> sure of what? And it's like, I can imagine, but I want you to say it. Like, okay. I'm sure I never want to yeah. see you yeah. again. I didn't want to. I didn't want to underestimate the crowd, but I guess you could overestimate them as well. It, it wasn't like bad. I just think you'll get a better laugh. Like, okay. If, you, if you're clear on that, yeah. Uh, I do because I never thought of that, but that's so funny that that's that's got to feel good to be that sure of something. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, people like they get cold feet. No one gets cold feet during the divorce. Where it's like I don't know. Like you're like no. Uh, so I do love that. I also love the line. And I think it was just organic when you you got your notes and you're like, I don't, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. <laughs> it's such a funny thing to say and after a joke doesn't, or even just a line doesn't get a laugh, just, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. <laughs> it's very funny. I don't think I've felt that way many times. Yeah. Okay, I'm so honest. I just love it. I love that. You know? And uh, I'd love to, I like, I think it'd be funny to loop it around you because you throw a lot of numbers out and I love yeah. all the, the math in there. Um, and I think it'd be funny to like take out the kids, uh, and you should also take out the pedophiles because they're not interested in you. I also think it'd be funny near the end, after a bunch of the numbers, to be like, by the way, this is this is how I start every day, where you're like, all right, lady, and you're like, so we got six billion. You always have us meeting today. Where exactly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, all, all, all together, I really like. Yeah, that's a puppet. Yes, good job. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cool. Thanks.